Yo, Groobies, this week uh, we're doing something a little different. So I was out for quite a while uh, traveling for family stuff. As you can see, I was in Florida. Do I look like I got a nice tan? You see this nice zit on my forehead. That's from all the sunscreen that I had to put on to keep this pasty body from burning. My gift is my curse. What can I say? Once it's all heavily covered in ink, it won't matter. I don't think that's how that works. But anyway, no Horror Movie Crew podcast episode this week. What I've done is in, um, what's the right word? Celebration of Erica joining HMC Studios. I went back and grabbed an episode that she and I did in January for her other podcast, the Horror Cafe podcast, on the movie Fresh. This was one of my uh Movies I was big on. I was I really like this movie. It's a Kevin Williamson movie. Um, we do a lot of in-depth discussion on the movie. We kind of go scene by scene, but we're kind of all over the place. There are spoilers. So if you have not seen Fresh on Hulu, I would suggest going and watching that first. Uh, but if you don't mind spoilers, then dive right into the episode. So was really happy with the way it came out. If you follow the Horror Cafe podcast, you may have already heard this episode, but this is a great time to go back and relive it. Come on, nostalgia's huge right now. It happened all the way back in January. That was like a lifetime ago. So right now, I'm going to start the episode. This is Erica and I on the Horror Cafe podcast discussing the movie Fresh. I think it came out this year. Maybe it came out last year. I don't know. Nonetheless, enjoy. All right, I got it. You ready? Welcome, everyone, to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Erica. Jackie's on a coffee break, but today I am joined by Josh from HNC Studios. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I am so excited that you're here, and I'm excited to talk about this movie in particular. It was actually your letterbox review that got me to watch this movie. Oh, no, I don't even remember what, <laughs> what I said on Letterbox. What was it? Um, I think it was like basically saying that it was a fun movie. I mean, we can look it up. But when this came out, I wasn't intrigued at all. Like nothing about this movie caught my attention. I never watched any trailer. I had no idea what it was about. I just saw the cover or like the poster that it was the hand in that saran wrap. Yes. And that was it. And I felt like it kind of went under the radar. So I just put it in the back burner, even though I heard people say they liked it. But when I read your review and then it was the Stabby's Awards were coming up, I'm like, let me check this out. I didn't regret one minute of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were supposed to do an episode on it at some point, uh, the HMC, and I forget why we didn't, but I think it was our schedules got all messed up. But Seth had watched it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you guys aren't going to, because he is notoriously negative about Hulu movies. And he watched yeah. it and like really enjoyed it. So we were like, okay, we'll, we'll give it a shot for an episode. But then we never got to do it. Okay. So I watched it and really enjoyed it and wanted to talk about it. And um, I think we were talking about it in the group thread as well there for a while. We were. We were because I'm I came back and said it in the group like, oh, my God, I can't believe I had never watched this movie. What was I waiting for? Like, this is amazing because it was exactly that. It was do we even say what we're talking? Yeah, we're talking about fresh. Of course. 2022. And it is exactly that. Just like I feel like all horror last year, it was all fresh. 
And I have a question for you. Last year, I didn't watch trailers for anything. And I ended up liking movies a lot more because of that. Do you watch a lot of movie trailers? Like for horror movies in particular? I I watch trailers for everything. So I don't know if you've learned this about me yet. I don't know how long we've been friends, but we talk quite a bit uh, (laughs) in our group thread and outside of the group thread. But I am a control freak. Yes. And also, (laughs) I hate surprises. So I will... As soon as a trailer is available, I'm going to watch it probably 50 times. Okay. Dissect every single frame of it. Um, Like when the Scream 5 trailer came out, I went through it frame Mm -hmm. by frame and paused it and like made Seth look at it and he got mad at me a bunch. He's like, can we just watch this freaking thing? And I'm like, no. (laughs) And I like to figure out what's going to happen before it happens. So I, uh, yes, I love trailers. I watch the teaser. Actually, teaser trailers piss me off because I think they don't show enough. Um, But I know there's other people that don't like to watch them because they think it gives too much away. Uh, I think I'm on the other side of that. I'm on that where I think it gives too much away. I like watching the trailer maybe once and never again until I watch the movie. Like we, I watched the evil dead rise, right? Is that the name of the movie? Cause it's yep. like a long name. And I, I love the trailer, but to me, I'm like, Oh great. This gave the whole movie out. So I'm not watching this until it comes out. So I can potentially forget everything I saw. Mm. Cause I do like being surprised with a horror movie. Maybe not other movies as much, but definitely with horror movies because there is always a twist or they always show a jump scare. So I like to be surprised. So with this one, I definitely nothing kind of like with Barbarian. When that trailer came out, it it didn't show anything. Right. But this I never even saw it. So I don't even know if the marketing was kind of shitty for this movie. Um, I, don't I don't even remember seeing a trailer for this, to be honest with you. If yeah. brought it up, I don't know that I would have even known about it. Um, yeah. But one thing, like Barbarian was brilliant in the way it marketed that movie. For some people, I would think. I think the majority of people really enjoyed Barbarian, but I could see why people went... Because Abby and I were at the theater watching it. Abby's my wife. Mm-hmm. And like you get through the first act and it immediately cuts to Justin Long and it's almost mm-hmm. like there's a different filter on the camera. The, com- yeah. the entire dynamic of the movie changes and you're like, is this a different movie? Right. And, and then it does it again in the third act when Richard Briggs' character gets uh, introduced, et, et cetera. But it's yep. like the marketing for that was really good because it really threw people off. And because I think, but also I could see how people would be upset because they probably thought they were going to see this airbnb movie and then it turns into something completely different which i liked but i could see why that would upset people for sure exactly and we still end up a barbarian somehow i think every time we've done an episode we end up on this movie well the funny (laughs) thing is the first i think the first cocktails we had done you had seen it and and i hadn't maybe or maybe i just saw it before we just saw it yeah because you were anxious to get my opinion on it because i think you thought i was gonna hate it Yes. Yes. Because I thought it's not it's not elevated horror, which I agree, but it's not your typical horror movie, but it's not like Midsommar. Yes. Yes. It's not a favorite. Um, yeah. Midsommar. <laughs> let me tell you, that's one of my. Yes. Every, anybody that knows me, any of your listeners that have not heard me talk before, probably uh, I'm not going to take them down that rabbit hole of Midsommar, <laughs> my hatred for it. But um 
He got me talking about Midsommar again, that pretentious movie. But yes, no, Barbarian <laughs> is, I think, to some degree, elevated horror. But I think it is the most elevated horror I can get. Got it. Yeah. Get get, get in with. You get know? on board with. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like it was pretentious. I feel like a lot of that yeah. is like trying to show you how smart the director is or how smart the writer is. Or if it's just a bad movie, then you have all these people defending it, telling you that you, it's not a bad movie. You just don't get it. You're not smart enough right. to comprehend. No, I understand what they're saying. I just think that they did it in a poor manner for me personally. Or too long. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Now. I don't want to hijack the episode, which I can. No, it's okay. It's like a cocktails. I do cocktails. Episodes are my favorite. So anybody that's not listening to cocktails episodes, this is exactly what we do. We get on and we just kind of BS about a movie, but, or not even a movie about anything. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but one um, point you made earlier is about yeah. all of the great movies last year. And I really think that yes, for us horror junkies, that's great. We, there was a ton of really great horror movies that came out, but for Indie, I would call this an indie film, I guess. But for movies like this, I think it was to the detriment of like this type of movie because I think it got overshadowed yeah. so badly by all of your screams, your Texas Chainsaws, your Halloweens, your Hellraisers, your Predator movies, your Barbarians, all of that. Yeah. I think this a movie like this kind of flew under the radar. It did, and and Prey is a Hulu movie as well, and that got more notice than this one because of what you're saying it's the the heavy hitter of the genre right the slashers or the the characters that pop culture knows versus something like this that is so fresh uh -huh. <laughs> and original <laughs> all these puns there's a lot of puns in the movie too that had me laughing yesterday because you sent me one a pun too that you were watching fresh as a refresher yes for the episode <laughs> <laughs> i love puns i love dad jokes i love bad jokes i love all that stuff so yeah it's just I, have, great. I have all of that so that that's i was like i wonder if she's gonna get my humor but a lot of people don't it's funny it's in the group chat i'll say things and i'm like i don't know how people are gonna take this and then all the people start like sending little like smile emojis and i'm like oh i forgot yeah. people, these are my people like <laughs> we get it yeah we get it <laughs> The not easily offended group. Uh, we're not. We're not. It's a yeah. rare breed anymore. It is. Um, on that note, so the, this episode, we're not going to do the traditional way. We are, like we brainstormed, going to just kind of free flow into this movie and just talk the shit out of it. The plot is pretty basic. It's girl that's down. She meets a guy. He's super charming. Kind of looks like it's a romantic movie, boy meets girl, and then it just goes very wrong. Quick. Quick. Which is good. <laughs> it's good. Yes. It's well paced. It's under two hours, but it doesn't feel it because there is kind of like a mini act one to act two where everything changes for you as the viewer and the main character. And it's just a fun ride the whole way, at least for me. How do you feel about this movie right off the bat? Right off the rip. So the, this this is the second, third time I've watched it, I think. I watched okay. it once uh, because I thought we were going to record an episode and we didn't. And then I watched it again. Okay. And then Abby and I watched it for this. Um, but I liked it immediately. I really like, I think his name's Sebastian Stan. Is the, yes. And I know him from the Marvel movies, right? Me too. So yep. I thought this was 
a different role for him, which I really liked. But if I'm actually, you know what? If I'm being completely honest, the reason I watched this the first time isn't because we were supposed to do an episode on it because I knew we weren't going to do the episode, so I never watched it. Abby and I watched uh, Where the Crawl Dads Sing. Okay. And the girl that plays Noah, I forget her name. I'm sorry. Um, she was in that movie and I loved her in that movie. I thought that was a really great movie. And I was like, saw that she was in Fresh. So I was like, now I have to watch it. So that's actually why I watched this movie is because I really liked her in the other movie. Uh, Daisy Edgar Jones. That's it. It's a three-parter. When when you it's get a three-parter, three, when you go three-parters, it's too it's tough for me. I'm just a stupid hillbilly. I can't remember this <laughs> stuff. Okay? Daisy I, Edgar Jones. Got it. No. <laughs> I had never. I've never seen that movie. I don't. Honestly, I didn't look at her, um, like past movies. So I don't know if I've seen her in anything. I know to me she looks like is it Dakota Johnson? She does. She looks like she could play like her younger sister in something. So that was kind of confusing. And so besides your review, it was Sebastian Stan who attracted me because I knew him as Winter Soldier, Bucky. And it's just like strange. Well, he was kind of a villain ish in one of in Winter Soldier. So I can see maybe where they got the inspiration. But this was a great. Like, okay, you're not just Winter Soldier typecasting actor. You know, like, th- this was a good way to see his acting ability, basically. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely thought it was a different role for him. Again, I'd only seen him as Bucky. I only knew him as Bucky. I really liked yep. him in... Because I always liked the the kind of the anti-heroes. I mean, he's obviously Same. a huge Batman yep. fan. My screen's going the wrong way, so this is the opposite <laughs> direction. But here's all my <laughs> Batman comics. Um. So I've always been attracted to like Batman, Wolverine. He's my probably my second favorite. Um, just those characters that they are flawed, drastically flawed, right? Yeah. They're not Captain America. Captain America is always like the the good boy, right? Right. The square. So, exactly. I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm attracted to the ones that have like flaws that are more humanistic. Even though Wolverine, obviously, he he's got the adamantium skeleton, and I could nerd out on all that, which I'm sure we don't want to get into. But I like the flawed characters. Um, yeah. So I, I liked him in that movie as kind of the anti-hero. You mm-hmm. realize he's not really the bad guy, but this was completely different. He's just like a... I don't even know how to put it, because he's really... How do I put this? I had a note when I was taking notes and decided not to. It's like... <laughs> he's really charming and you can yep. see how he attracts all these without getting too far down into the plot but like how mm-hmm. he attracts these people because you do like him and even mm-hmm. when you find out he is the bad guy you're kind of like oh man that sucks yes that is the biggest description i have for him which is charming because he had i mean the way even when he approaches her in the grocery store normally it's like uh creepo you know yeah. like i wrote that like this normally would be creepy but you know you're a good looking guy and you're being funny with bringing up your sister and the niece and and then yeah when i found out the twist i was like oh well that's shitty i wanted you to be the good guy and it beats some other guy exactly like, and his, I- it's him it's because he yeah, looks yeah. like he would be a good guy Right. Well, I think the movie also does a great job because at the beginning of it, the first thing you see right out of the gate is her on a date, the, an mm-hmm. internet date, I believe, um, where it's a guy she met on the internet, and the guy's yep. just a total toolbox, dude. Like, Ugh. it's so it, funny. Yeah. 
it's so funny because Abby and I all the time we've been I've been married for 13 years so I'm, I'm always like both of us were like if we were ever to get divorced like neither of us would ever date like I don't know how people date in this day and age just how and they make the comment on the, in the movie like don't people meet people in real life anymore and it's like that scene that first scene sets up the when she actually runs into this guy in the store in the grocery mm-hmm. store in real life and he's charming and he seems somewhat normal and it's like you can see like it like clicks with her that oh this is possible and mm-hmm. yes he's charming but i think it's also that that her thinking of you know this this is like a fairy tale because it just doesn't happen right right and it's so i thought the same thing like if you had to date today and well now it's 2023 i think it would be horrifying like just watching that date with her i was putting myself in her position and i'm like oh my god this guy is such a douchebag like what are you doing you want my leftovers you want me to pay like what is that like just everything was so wrong and they went to a chinese food restaurant which made me want chinese food while i was watching the movie (laughs) um this movie made me hungry which we'll get to in a (laughs) weird way because that's not what I mean, but it did make me hungry. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how because it made me extremely unhungry. I know that that's why I'm like, well, we'll get there. But um, oh my god, I love this. I already lost my train of thought. Okay, no, so it's the I agree with the whole dating thing, and it's funny that they mentioned not meeting in person, and I think your fear of meeting somebody on the internet, it like canceled itself out with meeting him in person because it happened even though they met in person he was a creep too right or a suspect you know like this is what you thought you would get from an internet person not somebody in person and it also teaches you something like whether it's a a partnership or a friendship you never know who's lying to you because he had a whole life hidden i mean how long do you think they knew each other a week maybe because her friend is even so her friend that she's best friends with is yeah. like well that's what are you doing like why are you, you should not mm-hmm. be doing this but i think if i read the synopsis either on imdb or um rotten tomatoes i think it said they went on one date prior like an actual date prior to this trip so they did not know each other long i don't think yeah it does I, i'm reading it now it says after the their first date so I mean, I I understand you don't know everything about someone after a first date like that, but that's still so much to hide. Right. And that's kind of freaky because anybody can do that to you. So it adds that whole other layer of like people can be lying to your face and you'd never know internet or not. Right. It's just so like, oh, my God, how did you keep that from me for so for so long? Eventually, you know? One thing I wanted to get your opinion on, and I may lose all of your viewers right now by saying, <laughs> but so as douchey as that guy was in the Chinese restaurant, okay? Mm-hmm. And this has been my my complaint for years, and it's about society as a whole, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Feel free to disagree if you want, but he where he goes wrong is he makes the comment directly about women, where he says the women in our parents' uh, mm-hmm. were more... Um, how, how, feminine? They were more worried about being feminine and mm-hmm. how they look, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't... 
I wouldn't direct it at women. I would direct it as everybody as a whole because that guy was in there in like some sort of like weird t-shirt and a scarf. But yep. she was wearing like a, a very loose hoodie and I don't know mm-hmm. if she brushed her hair before she went on the date. And what I found the second on the second watch, very, I, I guess, ironic would be the the word would be is when um, Stephen, that's Sebastian Stan. I think that's his character's name, right, Stephen? Yeah. When he hits on her at the grocery, mm-hmm. you notice what she had on? I absolutely did. And I mean, I was like, I noticed all of this, too. And that conversation, because I didn't pick up on it in the first watch. Yes. And she looks, I mean, I'm going to say she looked like a slob. It's homeless. She had all like a, a really like old oversized coat. Yes. Her sweatpants. She had rolled up to her calves with high socks on. Yep. Like New Balance tennis shoes. Yep. And like a, she looked, uh, I, you know, I think sure her hair was done, but like my, my question I'm asking is mm-hmm. like, I, if it were up to me, I would go back to where we all wore like overcoat like sport coats and like dress pants and like when you go out to dinner you get all dressed up and you look nice and stuff like nothing irks me more than when i walk into a business and the greeter at the front desk is wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt i am in full agreeance with you yes in this and you know where i really noticed this is in felicia will love this so i hope she listens to this and don't worry darling like why can't we go back to this if you haven't watched that movie, go watch it. But like, why, where did we go from that? And so I wear scrubs all day. So for me, even going to the movies, I know it's pitch black. I know, but I will get dressed up because I feel like you should. And it's just being a sense of being put together. Mm-hmm. Um, So I still make that effort. Grocery store, some, it depends. Like if I'm, <laughs> Like if I'm really tired and it is what it is, but you know, I do try to always make an effort, put some kind of of lipstick, something on just to feel like society. Right. Yes. But I do feel like that has, I'm, I'm with you there a hundred percent. All right. (laughs) So don't worry. I don't know if I should bring this up or not, but you know what? You got to go for it. Right. Always. That's why we're here. But then I'm, I was guys watching the movie and I'm like, well, maybe she hasn't met anybody in real life because she goes out like this. Like, maybe that is the problem. But I he I don't remember what he was wearing, to be honest with you. I think he was dressed normally because he was supposed to be going to a dinner at his sister's house. Yeah. right? He was dressed fine. He was dressed yeah. like, a, you know, nice pair of jeans and like he looked good. He And it's just funny that that guy at uh, I think his name was Chad. It was the first date was saying all of that. And not only did she look bad on that date, because she didn't brush her hair. She didn't put any makeup on, you know, for a first date. I mean, anyway, but she looked three times worse at the grocery store, yet she did attract someone. So that's also interesting that he said that, but she still attracted somebody like Steven. Well, I think that, and that's my where I'm going with this. I think that is part of his game plan he probably picked her knowing that hey she's again dressed like this probably isn't Mm -hmm. expecting somebody to hit on her and then he Mm -hmm. looks pretty good right walks up to her and hits on her and definitely catches her off guard yeah (laughs) i would be be like why are you talking to me (laughs) right look at me (laughs) i wonder if that's like part of his i think there's a few things that lead up to 
him actually actually abducting her for what they're gonna we'll get into here in a few I'm sure but I think it was one that the way she looked when he first saw her at the grocery the mm-hmm. second is that he finds out she doesn't have any family or anybody yes. that to call like anybody she has her one friend that's it or both of her mm-hmm. parents are, are passed away I don't think she has any siblings no siblings right um yeah so I think those those things those elements I think definitely played into him. Uh, you know, going after that specific person, if I had to guess. Right, because then there's nobody looking for her. Exactly. I caught that on this watch too. And I know I'm getting ahead of it, but because we're talking about the the wardrobe, look how he dresses her at the end. Yes. I mean, and she even put makeup on. Like, it was just... So is that also a way of her, like, okay, realizing and growing too? Like, it's just... I mean, she looks perfect at the end. Right, right. So that's also interesting. <laughs> exactly, because she is this is who she is, right? Right, wrong, or indifferent. If that's how she yeah. wants to be, that's how she is. I, I'm not, who am I to tell her to do otherwise? But then she yeah. attacks this person who's a doctor. And yeah, by the end of it, she's basically everything she didn't want to be, right? That's what it, that's how I took it. Right. And um, sorry to go back again, but I also agree that it's it irks me when you walk into any business, no matter what it is, salon, accounting, what a physician office and somebody's dressed poorly when you walk in. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Are we set? What's this setting you up for? And I think presentation is very important, even if I'm in scrubs all day, they're neat they're neat they're ironed they're fitted you know that way you're always presenting yourself a certain way so yeah see i agree (laughs) i concur i also feel like you feel how you look Mm -hmm. or dressed if you took the time to feel like you dressed well then that is the the vibe that you send out into the world so if you walk into a place and that person is dressed poorly and then they generally have a bad attitude on top of it it's like Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." Maybe if you would have put on some dress pants today, you'd be a little happier. Maybe she wouldn't have gotten kidnapped. Maybe. Maybe she wouldn't have put off that vibe. And her like apartment is sloppy when he gets there. So they go back right. to her house for the date, mm-hmm. which yeah. I have a few questions about that. So <laughs> he, they meet at the grocery and yep. he gives her his number or she gives him her number. And he says, I mm-hmm. promise I won't text you, though. And he ends up texting mm-hmm. her. I think they right. meet for drinks first, right? Yeah, they do meet for drinks the first, yeah. And that's when he finds out she doesn't have any family. And I think he also tells yep. her he doesn't have any family. Yep. So this guy's the ultimate salesperson because he identifies <laughs> who he's talking to, who he's trying to right. sell. He uh, relates to that person, whether he's lying mm-hmm. or not. Um, right. I do love it, though, when they're talking about food and he's like, I don't eat animals. So <laughs> That's so funny because um, mom watched this too. Too, and she caught that like wait he he hinted at it without you think it's vegetarian yes but once you see it again you're like oh haha <laughs> <laughs> caught it this time dude you know well, that well, was then, so good and then they get back to her apartment after the cocktails and mm-hmm. they start kissing and i think for a moment he because i think he does like her and i for- do too for a moment, he said, okay, we're going too fast. And I think yep. he makes a comment about how this isn't how it's supposed to go. And yeah. he sits down mm-hmm. on her couch and she's like, 
you see how sloppy her apartment is. She's like picking up clothes off the couch and moving stuff. Yeah. And she's like, do you want another drink? Or do you want something to eat? And he says, no, <laughs> just you. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. I'm it's yeah. full of puns. <laughs> but he has like a shit eating grin when he says it. He's like, no, just you. And he smiles. And I'm like, oh, oh this God. son of a bitch. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. This movie, now it's just getting better as we talk about it. Oh, my God. But when they, this movie, even from the beginning, when they're at that date at the Chinese place, they're showing the, I guess, the chef cutting a duck. Ugh. And it kind of reminds me of later, like of dismembering, like it's kind of like little hints here and there. And even when they're eating, like they focus on the food and the chewing, they focus a lot on mouths. Yes. Which is a, is like a pet peeve of mine. Ugh. Like chewing and that drives me insane. <laughs> it's really strange, but it's one of mine. I'm like, I can't hearing people chew loud is like, oh, yeah. No, I'm with you. And I have two little girls and we'll be eating dinner. And they know now because again, I'm the dad joke guy, right? They'll be eating yeah. and you can just <laughs> hear it. Like, yeah. And I'm like, is that good? And they're like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, it sounds good. Like, I can hear it in my ear right now while you're chewing. Do they get it? Yeah, now they do. Because now I'll ask, like, is that good? And they're like, well, does it sound good? <laughs> now they're being the, the smart ass back to you. I love it. They are. They're, and they're smarter than me. So they are. They're like two steps ahead of me at this point. I was going to say they're up there. One upping you, but two, I guess. So <laughs> a, a, a conversation Abby and I had last night, I think it was last night or the night before when we watched this is when they get back to her apartment and they're mm -hmm. like hanging out and eating and drinking. Um. They they like they get up and they start dancing. Did you find that as awkward as I did? I'm like nobody does this, and she's like, well, I don't know, yeah. maybe they do. I found it awkward and kind of nice at the same time because it is so random and kind of old school romantic that I think that's what puts you off. Is that this is something that probably happened in the 50s or the 40s, and now you're doing this in 2022. And it's just awkward. I liked it too because then they do it later, and now it's it's like all this connection yes, throughout yes. the whole movie. But I did find it, and you can tell, like, because who asked who to dance? Was it him? I think. Yes. And then you could tell that she was awkward, but then they also started connecting at the same time, like getting more comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Because dancing makes you be really close to that person with body language so this guy's got to come in and come in for the kill haha -ha. <laughs> somehow <laughs> you know do you think he also did it so that he seemed vulnerable to her like so that again yeah that they have the they connect through it but mm -hmm. it's also like this guy's goofy he isn't going to do anything bad to me like he look how goofy right. which i think again was part of his like his thing like i he there are a lot of stages to this even though I think it's crazy that she went on this trip with him and there were a lot of red flags to me at least. Yeah. But I can see he really played this perfectly. He did. And you're right with the goofy because even with the grocery store, he was he approached her because of cotton candy grapes and he went off on on that, which, by the way, they are really good if you haven't tried those. Never had them. They're actually really good. He's not wrong. They're okay. very good. They have a cotton candy taste it's strange but 
but he's kind of goofy, charming, and he's he is building a trust because he's got to convince this girl to go away with him. Mm-hmm. And you brought up a good point that I didn't catch, but since you brought it up when he said this is moving too fast, so I wonder what his normal MO is to... That's why I think we nominated this for like a prequel, I think, mm-hmm. this movie. I would love, love to know so much about him and why and how and why again, you right. know? Um, But yeah, the... The red flags were all over the place. And her best friend is Molly. Everyone needs a friend like this <laughs> in real life. Like, she's a really good friend. She like, is. damn. You know, she went above and beyond. Honestly, I don't even know if I would do that. Like, that's that's legit. Like, and it also shows the power of technology, which yeah. is always a scary thing, in my opinion, which I think we've kind of brushed on before. Yes, for the sure. power of cell phones and Google and all of that. Remind, does she remind you of the friend from Get Out, the TSA agent that is yes. the guy's friend? Yes. Like the whole That's time a good she, point. She's telling, she's telling her, like, this is a bad idea. You don't know this yep. guy. When Noah, that's the girl, when Noah tells mm-hmm. uh, Molly that Steven is not on social media, she's like, mm-hmm. that's a glaring red flag right there. Right. And the one thing I do find weird though is that Noah didn't look him up at all because Molly found him on social media in like two seconds. Right. And I do find that strange. Oh, and you know what else sold her, Noah, I think? That he was a doctor. Mm. I think that sold her as well. That he was not only, you know, he was a plastic surgeon, right? But then he played up that he also helps like disfigured people or injured people. And I think that's the other winner for her. And we forget because we've been in relationships for so long. When you first get infatuated with somebody, you do miss red flags, right? Potential or you just you're you're you have tunnel vision. And from what Noah is telling us at the beginning, she's been alone for a long time. So she's getting this positive attention. She doesn't want to let it go. I could definitely see that. Yeah. He gets Still not little, smart. No, I agree. Definitely not smart. Her friend is telling yeah. her like, yeah, don't do it. But um, yeah, she is a great friend. She definitely goes above and beyond. I have some more comments about her later, like yeah. later, later, but to see if you notice something that I noticed on my third watch. But um, when, <laughs> yeah, so he uh, basically he's like, hey, we should get out of here and mm-hmm. go. I want to take you on a surprise trip which okay i mean that's not out of the realm of possibility right like they live in the city or she lives in the city you find out he doesn't but right they want to get out of it etc and molly the whole time this is a terrible idea what are you Mm -hmm. doing because he doesn't even tell her where they're going right right and this is after the red flag of the no so no social media and she he comes and picks her up and the the biggest red flag already is oh do you mind if we leave tomorrow because there's so much traffic i don't know about you but no matter what vacation you're going on traffic or not you're leaving yes at least i will sit in the traffic because at least you're on your way and vacation and even that just seemed weird to me in that sense like that's not a good excuse that's a little off agree and he shows up late right so he shows up late yes 
He's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's all flustered. He's like, oh, there's just so much traffic. We're just, why don't we stay at my place and mm-hmm. we'll come there in the morning, which I'm yeah. assuming once she probably wanted to see where he lived so I could see that. Yeah. Uh, but the again, another red flag for me is that there is no traffic when they're driving. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Oh, but that's true. There is no traffic whatsoever. Right. That's a good point. I actually, because I was so like focused on the red flag of it that, I didn't even notice. Yeah, no traffic. And mm-hmm. then as they're driving, her cell phone signal goes out. Of course. So it's like, uh, I think I'd be getting a little uh, weirded out now. But again, I, they're in the new phase of the relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. They get to his house. So they're at his house out in the middle of nowhere, like out in the, out in the woods, basically. Yeah. And okay, he's a, a surgeon, right? So he probably has a lot of money. So it makes sense that his house is nice. The, when they pull up, it's a nice house. Yep. But was it just me or as soon as she walked into that house, the first thing I noticed was like, this does not look like a house somebody lives in. It does not look lived. I agree. It looks very staged. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. You know what the first red here? We, I keep saying red flag. I'm <laughs> different saying. But you know what the first <laughs> thing that stuck out to me was? I didn't what? see a television. Oh, and that would, t- I mean, I'm sorry, you, you come home and that's the first thing I do besides seeking off my shoes, TV on, doesn't matter if I'm sitting down to watch it right now, it's on. It has to be. Hmm. The centerpiece of our lip, my Abby gets so mad at me because we have, <laughs> two, two, we're not fancy people, but we have two, a front living room and a back living room. And mm-hmm. she's like, we have a TV in the back living room. Why do we have to center the entire front living room around the TV? I'm like, that's. The living room is centered around the TV. So every all the couches and everything, the coffee tables, they have to right, be right. centered around. The TV is the focal point of the room. And she's like, but this is just a sitting room. I'm like, no, it's not. It's the TV room. Yes. So I, she walks into this guy's house. <laughs> he has all these couches and, and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, where's the TV at? He's got like this big painting. The painting is the... Which... Is that painting supposed to be something? I... You know, when I watched it again this time, uh, my cat is meowing. Just in case. Um, I don't even know where mine's at. Right now, that may not even be my cat in the house. We don't know. I know. That's very strange. Somebody needs to find that out. Keep me posted. Where's church? (laughs) I will. I will. (laughs) Very important, you know? It is. (laughs) It is. Um, I feel like that painting is... I don't know why I thought they were ears. Like ears or lips i don't know because of the way she looked at it and the way it's um there's like a focal point around it but i don't know you never see it too close or too too long to make that determination or it's just a painting and i just looked I into think it. <laughs> it i agree with you i think it is pieces either skin okay. ears whatever mm-hmm. of all of the victims because you find out later that that mm-hmm. painting lifts up and that's where he keeps all of the uh, personal items of all of the victims. So I think probably once he just fo- uh, fully discards of the person yeah, that he probably keeps some something and then adds it to the, the painting. Cause she also thought it was weird. Like, Cause she got gets really close to it. She before, does before he gives her a drink. Right. Yeah. Like she's really focusing. Obviously he comes up and like distracts her from it. And that's when I was trying to look at it too, but it's it's well done that you think it's just like really 
um like thick acrylic paint just like matted on there but i it has to be it has to be some form of like a trophy for this I, guy I agree. I agree i think because most yeah. serial killers keep something from their victims right so i think that's probably mm-hmm. probably what he's doing but then again freaking uh steven he's so slick right he gives her this drink He's yep. like, I'm going to make my own version of a Manhattan or an old fashioned. I forget which one he says he's making. Manhattan. I, yeah, yeah. I think it's a Manhattan. But he asks her, he's like, what are you getting? Uh, are you getting a hint or what, what flavors do you taste? So that automatically tricks her into not trying to figure instead of, hey, this drink tastes mm. funny because he obviously put drugged her, right? Yeah. And she continues to drink it because she's trying to figure out what the flavors are that are in it. And I yep. think he. I don't know. Was it nectar? Nectarine or something is what he had. Uh, tangerine. Tangerine. <laughs> is a nectarine a thing? Did I just make that up? No, nectarine. So I don't, I've never known the differences. I know an orange. I know what it is. But a nectarine and a tangerine, I don't know the difference, but they are two different things. Okay. Got it. Well, I was, I was like, man, maybe I just made that up. But I hope no. she said it. Maybe she did say it. But he's like so <laughs> slick because he's like, he oh, not it. And then she takes another drink, mm-hmm. another drink, and then finally passes out. But I was like, man, that was really smart how he did that. He, it, That's what makes him so, even when he's bad, it's so great because of how smart he tricks her even until that last second. And you as an audience, the minute she takes the second sip, he already starts kind of changing like his body language. And you're like, oh, oh, shit, here we go. This is what we think that this guy is the villain, right? He is going to do something to her, even though we don't want to. <laughs> um, and she blacks out and wakes up chained to a wall. Everybody's nightmare. I yes. mean, I would think that's anyone's nightmare. Nobody, man, woman. Does it matter? Like, nobody wants to be in that position. No. <laughs> that, it would, yeah. It would be terrifying because for one, she, a couple things. Like, she wakes up and you can tell that she's, like, disoriented, right, from from having mm-hmm. a drug because she doesn't really realize what's going on because she asks, he's sitting there across the room from her while she's yeah. chained up in the basement, mm-hmm. which it looks like a bedroom. I don't, for anybody that hasn't seen the movie, um, I would, probably say stop listening and go watch it first but if you haven't seen yeah. it 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 doesn't really look like a basement you can tell it's probably in the basement mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely like a, a a sort of bedroom but she's like chained to the wall mm-hmm. and he's like across the room from her and she's like what happened and he's like oh i drugged you like he's very nonchalant about it like, yeah i drugged you and she's like what and then she starts <laughs> to get kind of shitty with him right like let me out of here and he's like right. no no i'm not gonna do that and he like basically tells her mm-hmm. everything that's what shocked me in in my notes. I put that like he literally didn't keep it a seat. He's just like, yep, you are here to be sold for me. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to keep you a lot because she's like, are you going to ra- first? Yeah, you're going to rape me. And he's like, right. No, no, no. He almost looked offended that she asked him that. He was like, yes, no, not going to. Yes. Me. He's like, I'm going to sell your body for me. And she's like, so mm-hmm. you're going to kill me. And he was, then he kind of chuckled. He's like, no. He's like, the people pay more for fresh meat. So I'm going to keep you alive as long as I can. <laughs> Which like, was like, what? <laughs> what but, the fuck? But it makes sense, right? Because the name of the movie yeah. is Fresh. <laughs> Are we going again? <laughs> so it's like, that actually makes a lot of sense, Steven. I actually didn't think about that. Uh, 
That's a great point. It's <laughs> a great point. But but, but it's, it's so shocking because, like I said, did you know anything about this movie coming into it? I don't know I, if I did ask you that. Like I did, didn't. I knew okay. the name of the movie and right. someone had told I and you have you see the the poster for it is the hand on right. like the butcher plastic with the plastic wrap around it, right? So you kind of right. get the sense that somebody's eating somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought he ate people. I didn't realize that he was selling the meat to rich people that that were paying a lot of money for this. I didn't realize that he was right. kind of like the butcher. Right. Yeah. That's that's I kind of thought the same thing only based on the the poster is like, oh, maybe this is about eating people, cannibalism, whatever. So I that's why I liked when he said what this was. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. That's that's a fresh take on eating uh. people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've had Hannibal Lecter, Dahmer. Yes. You know? But they it's ate they eat people right for their own pleasures. This guy did like. I don't want to say harvesting bodies. He's not really harvesting bodies, but he is like, he's the butcher, basically. He's selling he is. the bodies. He's got completely different motivation, really. So I, it's it's mm-hmm. definitely a different take on the whole cannibal thing, which I enjoyed. Oh, I did too. That that That's what made the movie so fun is that it's a whole different take. And it took 30 minutes to get to this point because I actually paused it to see how long it took for this romance section of the movie to lead you on mm-hmm. and build that trust with with you the the audience too um and it took a whole 30 minutes and now here we are and this is where the whole movie kind of shifts and um at the same time molly is now trying to find out what's happening because of course now she's disappeared on the phone right and Molly sends like an update like, hey, are you okay? What's going on? And Steve replies for Noah and sends like this. It even looks like a generic picture of a waterfall. Yes. That was the only thing I'm like, you are so I mean, you're a mastermind because how long have you been doing this? If you've been doing this since you were 18, 19, which is what he kind of hints at Mm -hmm. later, you're probably in your 30s. Why would you send that? Like at least send something a little bit more crafted to make it believable. Right. That's one thing I noticed was that this is the point in the movie where he kind of, he's been like a mastermind all, all Mm -hmm. the way up until this point. And then he makes that mistake Mm -hmm. and a few other mistakes that he makes. And I almost wonder if it's because he does like her because he, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. He made the comment earlier, this is going too fast. This isn't how this is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if he liked her and rushed all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he really, when you think about it, he didn't even have to text Molly anything. Like, Ma, there's no way Molly could have found them. Right. It was actually to his demise, sorry, that him t- texting that was what brought the rest of the movie on. Which yeah, is surprising. Yeah. Um, I definitely think he liked. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe he liked her. It is important. They did have sex, yes. which is important because she, like she'll come and ask that later. Like it just adds to it where like this guy, I think he lost focus with her. And I have questions about that when we meet other people that I'm like, OK, <laughs> um, um, so 
Molly also instills like the bartender to help her. Um, the bartender that was at the bar that Steve and Noah meet up at mm-hmm. because like they kind of backtrack by billing. Like it was pretty cool. Like the de- you know, these horror movies have the detective side of it. Like it was actually fun to watch Molly do the detective work for this movie. It was right. fun to see her unravel it. My favorite scene is coming up. I absolutely love this bizarre scene of Steve in the kitchen, like dancing while preparing a leg of a woman, like a piece of ham. It was so mortifying, yeah, but brilliant because he he played it so well. He's dancing to um the song Obsession, which is also. The words were saying, like, I'm going to capture you and collect you. You're my obsession. And you're just like, it's so obvious, but it works. And the way he's just moving around. And I love the kitchen because I like to cook. So this other, this part of it, like, plays into my, oh, I want to be a chef. Like, it's just beautifully shot and everything minus the human meat. But but he's like, he's literally treating it like a piece of ham. And it's like gross. And we see him packaging to ship it out right to his customers yes when the music in this movie is great because it's it so is pure and like different mm-hmm. it makes sense for the scenes and what they're trying to 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 kind of portray right because even when he's doing some of the surgeries where he's cutting mm-hmm. the people up to get the limbs he still has music playing and he's really goofy and he's yeah. like, dancing and like did it's acting saying some off the wall shit most of the time yep i think is another way you see him kind of change but not really because it goes back to that dancing scene in the apartment from the beginning mm-hmm. that really is him he is really goofy so yeah. i'm wondering if again that was a side of him he wasn't supposed to let noah see but he did because he kind of brought his guard down which i have a question later about when we actually meet his wife and mm-hmm where you think she plays into this whole thing. But um, with the Noah thing, it's yeah, he has her in the basement. He goes up and that's when you get to see him kind of working and how he's doing his craft or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, I think uh, something this movie does is really unique is that, yeah, you generally you spend time with the victim. So it's all about Noah. It would all be all about her, but you spend a lot of time with Steven. You really get to know him pretty well. You do. And that's why you love to hate him because yes. you, it's that dorky shit that he does, the dancing and the the puns and the comments that he makes that you're like, you're just a dorky dude that kills when I, well, eventually kills, but I mean, it is harvesting. You were right. I mean, he is t- t- harvesting women, which I also brought up. I mean, it gets answered, but before it got answered, I asked that like, you realize it's only women that he's collecting. Yes. Why? I even put in my notes, like, is it because women taste better? Like, that's what he says, right? And that's what he says later. I mean, he answered the whole question. I'm like, damn. Okay. Well, at least we got an answer. But the way he packages everything is so, I will, it's presentation, right? It's packaged so beautifully, professional. He adds a little, heirloom uh-huh from each girl in there which is a whole other disturbing side of that like ew that's 
That's so <laughs> gross. Like the whole thing is gross, right? But that just like really took it to the next level. Like, oh, let me see the bra of this lady I'm eating. And they're like, you, okay. see, so you see him packaging it. The guy shows up and takes all the packages. And then you see the packages being delivered to mm-hmm. the clients, right? Yeah. They pull the meat out of the box. And then they're like smelling the the items that he sends. Yeah. He's like, well, they just like to really, he explains this later, but he's like, they like to get to know their, their meal. And it's like, well, I don't want to like see a picture of the cow before I eat a cheeseburger. Right. Like, ew. <laughs> I don't want to smell the cowhide before I eat this steak. Like, I know. Like, don't make me feel worse. Like, I guess these people just, it's a whole different world in a, in a human meat market. I guess (laughs) it makes them feel better about what, I don't know. Or it just, maybe it adds to the taboo of it. Or like, maybe it's a, maybe they get off on it. In I think some it, weird to, way, right? Because yeah. he makes a comment that they're the one percent of the one percenters mm-hmm. want something that other people can't have, right? So and this, this is it, apparently. They and can have it. I don't want it. I'm good. And I just wonder. No one answer this, please, out there. Does it exist? Like, th- these are things in horror movies that. I love and they scare me at the same time. Like, does something like this exist? Movies like Hostel, does that exist? Slashers to a point, like if you're out in the middle of nowhere, can that happen? And it's just, it adds that element of, it makes you double, you know, really think about it. Like, hmm. So I know you said not to answer, but Abby (laughs) asked me the same thing while we were watching it. She's like, do you think shit like this actually happens? And Mm -hmm. My answer is always if some Hollywood writer came up with it and put it on paper and somebody approved it being made into a movie and then somebody shot that movie and Mm -hmm. you have all these people that signed up to act in this movie and portray these characters. Yes, stuff like this has to be happening. And look at all the stuff that we don't know about. That right. Is, that is now coming to light that 10 years ago, we would have been like, nobody does that. And now it's like, there really is an island that rich people get on a plane and fly to, and everybody and their brother is involved with this. Right. And that's freaky, right? Like, very at, scary. At some point, I mean, these meals, right? Like, eventually he'll serve her. We'll get there. <laughs> We'll get there. I will say I read that um, they used pork. So I've noticed when it comes to like even zombie movies or anything like this, they always use pork. So I guess we look like pork meat. Nice. Great to know. Great to know. Um, and chicken. And they used um, beet juice like to help with like the blood. Okay. Look. Yeah. So always interesting to know. But I always find it hilarious that anytime you hear about like body parts or actors eating, it's always pork pork or chicken i'm sure because every podcast i go on i either talk about rob zombie scream or the walking dead did you watch <laughs> the walking dead i watched it up until like after glenn died and then i stopped there spoiler alert okay so did you sorry see- well i mean did you see the episode where i forget which season it's in but rick they're like on the road again and mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> 
Rick Carl Daryl exactly (laughs) sorry (laughs) I had to throw that in there (laughs) I I was going to and I was like ah better keep it moving but thank you okay no problem I had a feeling I'm like just say it well I I snickered a little bit I was like I'm not I don't be that nerdy but I appreciate you filling it in for me anytime (laughs) so they're on the road and yes. <laughs> they get uh, there's this uh, like this biker group that kind of abducts uh, uh, like kidnaps them and is trying to take all their stuff and they're gonna do something really bad to Carl. Yes, Rick, yes, I remember that. Rick bites the guy's throat out because he I think mm-hmm. he's tied up. Yeah. So I'm a huge nerd, so I watched the behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. Ken is talking about that whole scene and how they filmed it and everything. And the director was like, "You have two options here." <laughs> he's like, "We're using chicken." He's like, okay. I, we can do cooked chicken that you're going to bite into and spit out. Okay. Or you can do raw chicken. And Andy Lincoln, oh. he's like, well, which one is going to look the most real? And he's like, the raw chicken. And he's like, that's what we're doing. So that's that scene, when he bites that guy's neck out, it is raw yep. chicken that he's biting and spitting out. Did he get salmonella poisoning? I don't know how he didn't. Like, if I oh cook chicken God. upstairs, I like get the bleach out and clean the whole countertop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, chick. Honestly, any anytime I prepare any meat, sometimes it's a little creepy and disturbing. Like when there's bone, mm. I get like freaked out. So, but chicken has a weird slimy thing going on when it's raw. So that oh, it's just good a for dirty, him. It's a dirty meat. Yeah. Look at yeah. us look at us chicken shaming right now. I know. I do love I do love chicken though. So thank you chicken. But I mean, <laughs> you know, g- good for Air- Andrew Lincoln. Like I don't I'd be like I'm getting cooked chicken, sir. Like I'm not biting and th- that texture must be so disgusting. I I wouldn't want to do it, but hey, if uh hey. he's Rick freaking Grimes, okay? And he's he dirty is. all the time. So what are you going to do? I don't know how I got off on that. I'm sorry off onto that tangent, but telling you it's like a mini cocktails it really is it really is but i'm really excited to talk about the next scene so i i don't know if if you want to if you want to do it you want me to lead into it lead into it so she continues to like use her char because i think she knows that he likes her because she's talking to the girl so there's a girl (laughs) in the next room over her name is penny yes yep Mm -hmm. and she finds out that because i think penny they're talking back and forth and she finds Mm -hmm. out that he doesn't usually sleep with the girls, just her. Right. And I think that's when it kind of clicks that, okay, hey, this guy likes me. So I think she starts mm-hmm. kind of flirting with him and asks to take a shower. And he like, that's when mm-hmm. you kind of see, okay, yeah, he does like her because he lets her out. Yep. He tries to get away and doesn't. Of course. And then <laughs> so she wakes up on an operating table. And she's like disoriented and you can tell that he's like performing a surgery on her, right? He's got the music. Yep. He's like all happy. Yeah. Like all happy and giddy again. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what is going on? And he's like, I'm taking your ass. Yes. <laughs> the way he words that. <laughs> like this tells her he's like, I, like doesn't sugarcoat it. He's like, yeah, I'm cutting your ass off. And it almost sounds like like a sexual thing, but it's absolutely not. And I mean, he it's he's so forward about everything now. It's hilarious. It is. It's, it's comical. And then he but he also yeah. throws in. But I gave you an epidural. You're not going to feel anything. Yeah, I love that. At least he was considerate about her pain. At least he's kind in that. So I'm not going to lie. 
like the rest of the movie, all I can think about is what does a human being look like without ass cheeks? Right. Right. That's what I kept thinking. I'm like, so how do you sit from now on? Like, cause like we're sitting now and I'm it is it just be, bone. It would have to be right. Like bone on bone. I don't know. He gives her like a cushion yeah. later when she sits down, but I'm like, how yeah. are like, how's she going to hold her pants up? And like, how, like I have all these, like these thoughts, like, and then like when she gets out of this, can she get like reconstructive surgery or is she like fucked for life? Is she assless for life? I think she could probably get implants maybe, but it depends on how, what he did. I that's guess. True. That's very true. I don't know. But... I don't know. And I thought about this. I'm sure most people thought about this. I mean, because out of anything he could take, he took that. Not her leg, because Penny will find out later had her leg taken. Yes. The wife had it. Why not her? I don't know. Have... Because he likes her. I think it's because he likes her. And that is that would... Mm-hmm. You also have to consider he's a he's a a reconstructive surgeon, right? So you would think he mm-hmm. would be uh really into looks. So I wonder if mm-hmm. cosmetically, right, if you think about it, if he wasn't yeah. planning on taking anything else from her, like that would be the least noticeable, I right. guess. It, yeah, I, I guess. And because when you take the leg away, right, you, you can't run away. Which is also strange. Why wouldn't you do that to her? If she's already tried running away and you still choose not to take her leg. This all, it's very interesting choices because it could bleed into what <laughs> what you're saying that it could be an, uh, an aesthetic thing yes. that he wants to preserve her because he really likes her. I, I so, really think that's what it is. I think it actually goes beyond liking her. I think he actually maybe fell in love with her in his own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that scene was great. It was very necessary. And I understand thinking about us for okay, most of good. the movie. <laughs> if you just gave me like a weird look, I'd be like, okay, maybe, maybe it was just me. Probably shouldn't. Throw no. The universe. No. The, the whole movie. I'm like, I wonder what she looks like without an ass. Like, how does this work? And I kept like when they, especially at the end when she's in that dress, I think they tried their best to kind of flatten her because she didn't seem as, I mean, I don't really remember what she looked like before, to be honest, but I think they did try to make it look like she was assless. (laughs) And I don't know what other word to use. (laughs) I do love that she just crawls around on the floor for the most of the rest of the movie. Oh, she does push-ups? Yeah, dude, she's getting ready for war. And it's funny that he walks in on her doing push-ups and he didn't he didn't think that was weird. Like he walks in on her. He did walk in on her. She walks in on multiple things he doesn't catch on to, but I really think it's because he's he likes he likes her. I think that if again, I could be completely off base, but my guess is he saw her doing push-ups and thought she, oh, she's just like working out to look good. Like he goes running to look oh, good. Like she's just point. trying to to look good, right? But she continues to do things, and then that that's when she starts to kind of like 
start asking him questions because she reads in the magazine. If yep. you're reading this, that means he likes you. Use it to your advantage or something to something to that yeah. effect. And that's what she starts asking him questions about eating meat and mm-hmm. basically again more questions about him, right? And he's kind of in a tunnel vision with her. So kind of like her red his red flags for her. Now she's presenting red flags for him, but he doesn't notice because now he's infatuated with her. That's true. It comes around full circle. Could be. Are we adding to this? It doesn't matter. It sounds great. <laughs> and I think that's true. I think it's it's now she's starting to play him and he doesn't see it. Well, he finds out right. really quickly later, but um, right. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. <laughs> Ooh, even yeah. I cringed. I was like, mm. Yeah, that hurts that thinking about it, especially after my previous experience with the yes. area. But um, <laughs> is this also? I think so. There's like at this point in the movie, it's cutting between what's going on at this house, mm-hmm. and then Molly is really doing her detective work. She figures out yep. that that picture was fake. She mm-hmm. finds him on Facebook. She somehow figures where he lives, figures out where he lives, and goes, yep. and that's when we meet the wife character, right? Yep, she somehow finds that I guess the 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 wife is a real estate agent and she just shows up at his house. Or right, and she we get greeted by a wife and I I don't know about you but I thought, "Oh, she got the wrong house or it wasn't what we thought it was." But she comes into the house and the wife is acting strange. We don't know officially yet that Steve is really living here. Right. At least I don't initially. Right. And then all of a sudden she's there chit chatting with the wife questioning. Hey, do you know Noah? Does this do you know Steven? Blah, blah, blah. And Steven walks in. He walks in. <laughs> um, hey, honey, I'm home. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is at first I was like, this lady is totally in on this. Like she is 100 because yeah. she gives her the water. And I'm like, do not drink that Molly. You're smart. I was like, oh, Molly's a smart one. She's not going to do it. And I think she does drink it, but nothing happens. Right. And then mm-hmm. Steven walks in and she's like, you're Steven. He was like, no, I'm Brent. Brendan is what he said. Brendan. My yep. name is Brendan. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, I wonder if this guy has like a twin brother or something. And maybe like, but you find out very quickly, no, that the wife is in on it. Mm-hmm. Because Molly, being smart, right? She calls, she's getting ready to leave. She calls Noah's phone and it's in Steven slash Brendan's pocket and it rings. Yep. Do you think they were going to let her go? I, I don't know. That's, I think the wife would have let her go. And I think even Steve, because I don't think he really realized what was going on since he just walked into the situation. I think the wife was going to let, let her go. Did you get the sense she wasn't going to? Uh, well, cause she tells her you need to leave, mm-hmm. but it is the wife that hits her in the back of the head. So, mm. and I, I, you find out later that the wife is very much in on what's going on. So I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think what advantage would they have? I guess because they don't know anything about her. So maybe she did have a lot of family would have had a lot of people looking for her. So I guess maybe in that sense, it would have made sense to let her go. Right. Because right. Really that's true. I think that's... they hadn't, they yeah. hadn't looked into her. 
Right. Because I think that's definitely part of the MO is definitely knowing the patient, the patient. Oh, my God. The person's background. The pa- Well, I mean, kind of. They patient. are patients. They are. Somehow my job snuck in there in some strange way. But um, I did find it shocking when it is the wife that hits her. I even though she's acting strange, the wife, like the way she's reacting, it just seems very suspect. Mm-hmm. until Steve walks in and all of that. But when it really, ha- when the reality hits that she is part of this, I'm like, oh, you're a bitch. <laughs> what? You're you're a part of this and you're okay with this? Yeah. What? Which will lead to an amazing comment at the end of the movie that I that I wrote down. But I, I found that genuinely shocking. And they do kidnap Molly, which was also <laughs> a mistake because they don't know. Um... Well, I mean, at that point, I think they were caught, right? And I think yeah. you see, because they, you see, they hit Molly, and then mm-hmm. she's like passed out or whatever. And then it shows this scene between Stephen and his wife, where she's like looking at her face, mm-hmm. and, and she like wants to look good. I would imagine she wants to look perfect. And I'm like wondering in my mind, is she trying to look good for him, or has she figured out that he did take Noah and he is obsessing over her? So is she now questioning, does he not find me attractive anymore because this is happening? And it also makes me wonder, in this moment, did she's obviously been in on this the whole time. And then you find mm-hmm. out, because she goes to get in the bath, and then you mm-hmm. see she's missing a leg, right? Yep. So I'm like, okay, was she the first victim? Or was she his wife all along, and she's in on it? And they, she like was like, hey, let's sell my leg to get money to get this whole thing started? Like... What is your take on that? I honestly thought maybe she was the original Noah for him. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that was his first time he fell in love with somebody he captured and somehow manipulated her into being okay with this because that's what it almost seems like he wants to do with Noah as well. Like get her into eating this and understanding this, what is it, community, I think is what they call it when they're eating dinner later. And I do get the sense that she knows about Noah because of the way she's looking in the mirror. It seemed very, um, I can't think of the word right, but she didn't feel confident. Like she's questioning her self as a woman with him, especially the way he came in when they were in the bathroom. It it was very businesslike. Like, oh, hey, all right. I'm going to bed or I mean, I don't know what he said, but that's the point. It felt very impersonal. This is a business relationship now. That's how I took it. And she is hurt by this. I agree. Yeah. So I mostly think she was an original because the leg is what threw me off. I'm like, I mean, maybe she did willingly give the leg, but I don't see why. (laughs) What? Well, I mean, if they can get but, all this money for it, right? And that's right. Really kind of what jump-started the, the whole thing. That's why I, I wonder if she was... I could totally see her being like the first Noah, and now she's worried because, again, she's like pulling her face back and like mm-hmm. if she has wrinkles. She's older, yeah. And Noah's obviously younger, so is mm-hmm. he like moving on? Is he looking for a new me? I could totally see that being the case, um, which I think would make for a better story, honestly, than if it, she was just his wife and they got into this together, but... Yeah, I don't it, know. It would. 
yeah, especially if you're going to do a prequel, right? Which would be cool to see how how he kind of got started and everything. The only other thing I could think of, too, when because you bring up a good point, if she offered the leg for money, like maybe they were married uh, and then they were down on their luck, money, whatever, and somehow he knew about this or always knew about it because he's known about it for a while. And he's like, well, if you offer your leg, we can get like a hundred grand. Yeah, <laughs> the one meatball was worth thirty thirty thousand dollars apparently. So, did your mind not get blown with that? <laughs> I was thinking of what I could sell for. I'm like, well, hell, how many meatballs did my leg make? Right. <laughs> and then with the meatball, I went back to when we were talking in the stabbies about Michael Myers hamburgers. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like, well, there he is. He's a meatball. Dude, I could see him being a meatball. Honestly, they're gonna—he's got to come back. They can't end Michael. Come on. That's what I'm telling you, Michael Myers meatballs. Oh, dude, I'm in. I'm in. I watch it. I watched the freaking Ginger Dead Man a few Christmases ago because Seth picked oh, so, or maybe Jess. I don't know. They're really bad about picking bad movies. Those two. <laughs> ginger, Ginger Dead, Ginger, ginger Dead Man, Ginger Dead Man. Uh, um, a guy's soul goes into a gingerbread cookie, and he's a—it's kind of like Chucky, but. Chucky. Yep. Oh, Jesus. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. No pun intended either. Ah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh. the mystery I do. And that's what I do like about this movie, too, that it leaves a lot to be determined and for you to kind of maybe make up your own conclusion. Like with the wife this time, I really noticed her. And even towards the end, which I'll get to later, like I, even then my my thoughts on her change in her role mm -hmm. of this. Um, this next scene is where <laughs> I got hungry, but not because it is. The so Noah is asking, what does it taste like? And I do think it's to obviously charm him now mm -hmm. so that she is plotting her, her next move to get out of here. Agreed. So he makes her dinner and he lets her like come out and eat at the dinner table. And you see her like scoping the place out. Right. But he he presents her. It's a spaghetti and meatball. Right. I mean, it looks good because in my mind, I'm a, it's it's a meatball. Sure. Right. <laughs> but, but it's so funny because, you know, it's pork or meat or whatever it is. For the movie. Right. But the way they filmed it, the body language, like you are so cringy, grossed out because you're like, she's eating a person. Right. And prior to it, like they do such mm -hmm. a good job of show because he put so much effort and mm -hmm. love into this meal. Right. Because yeah. makes a comment later that, oh, you grew up poor. You never had anybody cook for you before. So That's he right. gets this body part out he takes it outside he cuts it up with a chainsaw and butchers it he brings it in he grinds all the meat himself and then he cooks it all himself you see all this happening and it's disgusting yeah. i don't know how in the hell you got hungry but i know that's why i said it's kind of weird but so, like so the final product look <laughs> look good in the real sense like it looked like a if it was a real spaghetti and meatball uh-huh. Well, Not a human spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> when she's eating it, she takes the first bite and then mm -hmm. they do these cut scenes to other people eating 
Yeah. I'm assuming body parts. I wonder if that was supposed yeah. to be other people that are eating the same person. Ah, hope. Eating. Hope, which they make their own little jokes about that. But Oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I, I should have written them down, but I was too like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I, this was the scene that Abby was like, she like covered her head and she was like, tell me when this is when it's over. Because it has yeah. Noah eating the meatball. It's showing mm-hmm. other people eating meat some of them meat. raw yeah i was like mm. yeah. that's where i'm like all right ew but but they they did it well because like i said you you know it's like i said pork or beef but mm-hmm. the way she's like picking up the meat with the fork and the hesitating and you know it you're just like oh my god i can't believe she's actually eating this Right. Do you think? Oh no. She, well, she went and barfed it up later, so that kind of negates what I was gonna say. For a minute, I actually thought she liked it. I think she was doing such a good job of pretending she liked it. But if you watch, they do a mm-hmm. great the the cut. Whoever edited this did a great job because mm-hmm. you can see her gripping the chair as she's chewing it. So like you, mm-hmm. they show her gripping the bottom of her chair, like suffering Fringing. through. suffering through eating this meatball and as soon as she gets back to her room uh and he's gone she pukes it up but here's another thing i noticed so he takes her back to her room she's like all cordial etc and he leaves she is puking it up immediately she's she thinks he left but what he does he goes two rooms down he gets molly yep carries her by noah's room to his operating room um Mm -hmm. but you can hear her you can hear noah in there puking Right. And I'm surprised he didn't react because I noticed it this time too. I'm like, oh, it's pretty loud. And right. he walked by and I did notice that too. I was like, hmm. I think he, he was just so him. high on what was going on that he didn't even didn't catch probably, it. Probably. Probably. And I forgot to mention that when he is prepping all this, the meatball, he opens his freezer with all the. <laughs> Yeah, the body parts and they're, they're labeled with dates. Yeah, they had dates. They did names and dates. It was very the the one body part that really um, disturbed me was the torso. That one really like I mean it's not to say that none of it is, but the other ones looked a little less like people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but the torso was like. Oh God, what is, that's terrible. Like it made it really real. I mean, the leg really did it. Don't get me wrong, but really seeing like the torso and all of that was like, okay, this, you know, he's really into this himself. Cause I think that's his private stash. Uh, okay. Yeah, I could because, I, I think I didn't I didn't catch on to that, but yeah, I think you might be right. Because from what I'm gathering, right? Because it's fresh, he removes a limb and he prepares it and ships it right away. So I think that's for him. That's that like his sense. little yeah, his stash basically. That would make a lot of sense. Actually. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that would make sense. Cause he said mm-hmm. that the fresher, the more they're willing to pay for it. So, right. Unless right. maybe that's if he runs out of, if he doesn't have a new person in time, well, maybe use that possibly, or if maybe if somebody really likes a certain person mm, and he can like, bring up the price yeah he's like oh i think i got some of that hope left but uh, i have a piece of her ear yeah 
peels it <laughs> off his painting. <laughs> so many scenarios. So he takes <laughs> Molly. We see these operating on Molly, but yeah. then I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but then it cuts back and he invites Noah to dinner again. Yes. And, and this time they're at the actual dinner table and it's like candle lit mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can see that he's he's really putting on a show now, right? She's really convinced him that she's into this. And that's when she's wearing like her final outfit. She's wearing this pretty dress that he bought her. And I love when when he gives it to her. She's like, oh, it's so pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, listen, chick, just. Let's move on. Yeah. Play along. Like you're doing a good job. Don't fuck it up now. <laughs> Dude, Abby was like, that dress is hideous. Yeah, it's I wouldn't wear that. Like, I'd be like, I get it. I get why she was flabbergasted. She's like, what the fuck is this? Like, do you think it was his wife's dress? Ooh. But but he looks like he bought it because of the way it was wrapped. Mm-hmm. Or presented in the box it looks like he bought it brand new okay but that unless he had bought it brand new for his wife but his wife never wore it and now he kind of regifted. he's a regifter, which is kind of shitty he's not a great guy erica let's be honest. i know let's be honest we, let's we be honest. like this guy but so this <laughs> is also where so he they're at the dinner table she's wearing mm-hmm. this dress you also see he puts his cell phone his wedding ring and i think his keys in a lock it's not a lock box it's like a uh like a little uh, case box like a jewelry box there we go yeah like a jewelry box in his room or so a he room doesn't, he doesn't have it either he have his personal mm-hmm. stuff on him either right. when he comes out and i did i do remember this Mm-hmm. Uh, he's behind the counter. He's talking to her about uh, the meal or whatever that's that he prepared, etc. And he looks and he's ta- he looks like and is talking like if Billy Loomis didn't die and scream and became a full fledged adult, I could see this guy being Billy Loomis. I can see that he's like charming. He's yeah. he's, he's got like the hair going, but he's also like yeah. you can see that he's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because. Growing up, I used to think Billy Loomis was like so hot or whatever his name, uh, Ulrich. Yes, Steve Ulrich. Ulrich. Yep. Oh, my yep. God. He was like, oh, my God, he's so <laughs> mysterious. And uh, and yeah, so I agree. I can I can totally see that correlation. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I got to work scream into it. So. But we even worked Halloween into it. That's what I do. And I'm wearing my Rob Zombie shirt with my Rob Zombie mask done and i'm wearing the hmc studios halloween shirt there it is see it all comes around full circle that's the way we like it around here i'm in the hmc (laughs) store the the storefront is epic (laughs) Uh, that was the best thing i heard on a drive to work one morning was hearing was it seth saying the storefront (laughs) of course he's always got to make fun of me it was so great though and you're I could hear your like, what? <laughs> and then just laughing. Oh, my God. It was great. It was a great way to start the day. <laughs> That's what we try to do. We try to we put ourselves out. We make ourselves vulnerable so other people can laugh and have a good day. That's what we like to go for. It's appreciated. <laughs> There's some episodes that we have like these great conversations in. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, we'll all three be sitting here and we'll be like, we didn't like laugh or make any funny comments or this. We think, like, do you think this episode sucked? 
But then, like, I'll like be mowing yeah. or something and listening to it, and I'm like, man, we had a really great conversation. Yeah. But then I'm like, but we weren't funny. <laughs> you so might be, and you didn't even realize it. Well, then there's certain ones where I don't think we're funny, and then I'll, somebody will say something. Usually, yeah. it's one of these two idiots that they'll say something, and, I, and I'll be I'll <laughs> laugh later because I didn't catch at the time that it was funny, and then I'll be laughing ah. later. So, see, yeah, but I appreciate you saying that because that's honestly that is what we go for. I Mark gets mad at me when I say this, Mark from a podcast on Elm Street, but I would say we really are a comedy podcast disguised as a horror movie co- uh, podcast. I can appreciate that. That's I agree. What- like Steve in this movie, we have an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I love your podcast. So thank you. Here we go. This is your time to plug it in. Oh, is plug that what we're, we're doing it now? I'm sure everybody knows who we are by now. But hey, sure. we're HMC <laughs> Studios on YouTube. Any uh, any podcast platform, we're on there. HMC Studios. Uh, there's a bunch of different segments in the HMC studio. So they, the Horror Movie Crew podcast is one that I do with Seth and Jess. That gets released every Wednesday. We'll start season four next week, I think. I think so. Hope it wasn't supposed to be this week because it didn't happen. So we're going to say next week. <laughs> Love it. Go check them out. You yeah. guys are awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so we're back at, at this last dinner scene the last supper the last um, supper <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is this is fun you know it's just it's what too fun he shows her so i do not understand why he shows her the painting behind the painting well i well first i cuz is it before or after they eat i don't remember exactly because I know uh, he makes her after uh, they eat few different things, right? Because there's like a pate, which is gross. It's liver. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's like a char. How do you say that? Charcuterie. 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 Yeah, that. There's one of those. <laughs> and then yeah. he makes her like he tells her it's breast meat, and she eats it, and he says something about is this familiar? Or no, mm-hmm. she says what's this person's name? And I think he says her name is Melissa. Which, right? Was it Melissa? I think it, or was the pate Melissa? Because I think the breast is Molly. The breast is Molly. The pate right. is Melissa, and she makes a joke about it being Joy or something because they're making jokes again. She's trying to be yeah. funny. Yeah, and yeah. Tells her that the breast might be familiar. Yes, but he doesn't say who, and obviously she. I mean, she doesn't know Molly's there yet. Right. But you know. <laughs> yes. And you kind of see. I don't think you see yet. It's later when she's running and stuff. She's like grabbing because obviously holding. her chest hurts, right? Because she's had yeah. breast cut off. But <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And then I think she makes a comment about. She asks him. I don't remember. They go over to that board. And he lifts it up and shows her all everybody's stuff. Everything. Maybe she asked to see Melissa. I can't remember. But I don't either. Everything's in there, and there's mm-hmm. pictures, cell phones. Well, she sees her own phone in there. And does she see Molly's phone? Is that how she knows Molly's there? Maybe, maybe that's what that is because I don't, I never caught why she looked so specifically at that corner. Like, very much like she figured something out. And I'm like, what did you figure out besides knowing that 
everybody's here. I think she figures so out. I think she sees Molly's phone because she that's okay. After what is getting ready to happen, she runs right down the stairs and is looking for Molly. So I think that's Molly's phone. Okay. But one question she asks asks him is I think she's looking for her stuff, right? Her probably her yes. phone, etc. She's like, well, where's my stuff? And he says, with me, I guess. So he's obviously keeping her stuff. Yeah. So does that mean she is the next wife, quote unquote, I'm doing quotations because it seems like he, I mean, he already put Molly's phone there, we believe. Yep. Why didn't you already put Noah? Like, I really do think he's like in love with her. I think it goes beyond liking her. Yes. I do. Um, And just like, and her playing into this, I think is just like euphoric for him. Like, oh my God, she's eating people with me. She's really going to get into this um, life with me, which is probably a dream come true for a guy like that. When he makes the comment, I think they're still at the dinner table when he says this, but he says, maybe we can still go on that vacation on that trip. Oh yeah. Cabin Grove yeah. or whatever it is, wherever they were supposed to go. He tells her, maybe we can still go on that trip. And I was yeah. like, oh, this guy, she played this guy. She got him. She did good. She did good at convincing because they, they look at this wall and then they proceed to the bedroom because they're they're going to have sex again. Like right. he was going to do this again. So I, you know, he really had different intentions for her. It'd be interesting to know what that multiverse is right to see what would happen right if she stuck with it um but then she seemingly i guess goes to the bathroom to freshen up i i, I guess and when she comes out well she took a bite out of him oh god <laughs> dude that is so I, I, this guy's a despicable person right so i'm just like yeah envisioning this happening to me right she just takes a huge bite out of his crotch and it's like yeah. i would puke the first time i watched it i i was on my third watch the last time i watched it but yeah when it's immediately hilarious because she bites him i'm assuming mm-hmm. she do you think she bit it off i was wondering that i don't think so are can you i mean i, mean, I guess you? like I would, are you are your teeth that strong probably if you got a good grip i don't know but she bites him and he's like immediately shocked right he like straight up and then she slaps those two freak what what, were those toilet paste was it on toilet paper though i don't know it it happened so fast and i didn't even notice that the first time and it's only because they focus on the tube (laughs) that i'm like oh it's toothpaste that's what she went in there for. Two things are stuck on his eyes, and I was yeah. dying laughing. Like, yeah, funny and terrible all at the same time. She like blood all over her face, and then yeah. But she, so she runs out. She locks him in that room with her own handcuffs because I think he may have taken them off of her. Maybe she got the keys or something. I don't yeah. know. But she something locks like him that, yeah. in the room, and that's when she goes and immediately goes and tries to get Molly. And she gets Molly, and she gets Penny. Penny. Yep. They realize once they get out that he is out of the room and he's locked him back downstairs and they so there's this huge fight scene i guess i don't know what else to call it in the uh-huh. kitchen between him and the three of them it was great and that's how we find out that molly because you know, she kept like touching her or grabbing at her chest because she's obviously in pain from surgery 
And they're all just going at him like wild animals, like trying to get this guy down. My only complaint about this whole scene, you're in a fucking kitchen. <laughs> There's knives everywhere. He, he he has a lot of knives. Yep. Okay. Those pa- there's pans, there's ovens. Turn that shit on. I mean, there's so many options that they could have killed this guy there. Granted, then we wouldn't have the rest of the movie, but it, that was my one thing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, there's three of you. This could have gone down a little better, but you're also panicking. And one person only has one leg. Right. Right. One is, you know. Listen, for Molly, having had surgery, she kicked ass. Agreed. And Noah, she had her ass cheeks taken off. You got Penny with one leg. I was impressed this guy had so much stamina with having just had his junk kind of maybe bit off. Right. Abby was like, could he walk around after this? I was going to ask that, too, actually. Can he really walk around after this situation? (laughs) I can tell you the little slit they made on me and Snip. I was grounded, dude, like grounded. Yeah. So no, I don't think he would be doing. But I don't. I was like, well, I don't know what the like the adrenaline and like he yeah, obviously yeah. can't get caught, right? Like he doesn't want to get caught. So it could be. Know. That's what I thought of. I with these movies, I always just assume adrenaline is what kicks in and saves people or makes them super strong. Yeah. So I'm guessing but. he probably could have, but. Yeah, they beat the crap out of this guy. I don't know why. The thing that bothered me about it is that they didn't just kill him in the kitchen once they got him down. Because they do eventually hit him with like a meat tenderizing mallet, right? Like a meat mallet. Yes. Yes. Like that alone. Just bam. Just do it. Like hit him hard too. And you've seen Leatherface with those meat mallets and they don't usually get up. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. The... This is why we are equipped to survive these situations because we've watched all these horror movies. Yep. And to be frank, I don't really like people. So I would have no problem if this person did something to me, just taking them out. You know, I might even enjoy it a little bit if I'm being honest. Yeah. Come on. This guy literally is a dick. He might be dickless now, but, you know, come on. So that was my thing, especially because he did get knocked down. Like, grab every knife that's there and just stab him, pin him down. I don't know. Figure it out. (laughs) Did they stab him in the leg right there? Did they. Somebody, um, Penny stabbed him in in the in the leg. But, but they hit him with the meat mallet, and that's when they mm-hmm. escape. But at the same time, they're which I didn't understand this either. Because at the same time this is happening, the bartender mm-hmm. guy that Molly is friends with shows up there. Yeah, and I I both love and hate what happens here because one I would think he would have heard what was going on in the house, but he doesn't. Okay, that's fine. Right. If they had ran out the front of the house, they would have ran right to this guy. I don't understand why they went out the back of the house. Maybe they couldn't get out the front. I don't know. But if they had went out the front, they would have ran right into this guy who had a car and they could have left. But they go out the back. Yep. That bothered me. But what I really like about it is that they're out back. The girls are out back trying to get away. Mm-hmm. And Steven comes out with a gun and he shoots the gun in the air. You know, He's screaming, I'm going to kill you. Right. The friend out front is like, nope. Nah. I'm fucking out of here, dude. Like I'm out. I'm out. And like that is what we would tell everybody in a horror movie to do. Yeah. And he does it, but you're also mad at him. You're like, what are you doing, man? Like, go help. Because them, they need right? help. Right. But but I, I get it. But okay. I get it. I, I would probably be like, peace out. <laughs> it's like, nope, my phone's got me messed up. Nope. 
I know that that part was like it made it made me laugh a lot, but I got so pissed at him. And I agree they should have. I think they were closer to the front door, actually, when you think about the layout of the house. So I don't know why they did that. And the only other thing I can think of is that they thought Steve was dead when they knocked him out. So I'll be fair with that. But in that situation, I would um, I don't know if you ever watched zombie zombie land. Zombieland? Yeah. The like funny one with um oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like double tap. Like just just double kill everybody. Yes. That's how I but we say that in every movie, right? Nobody ever yeah. does. Nobody ever does. Or Halloween ends. No, they they like triple triple taps. Triple tap. Then everybody was mad because now Michael's a meatball. But what are you gonna do? I think it could make some for creative horror movies right there. They made a movie about a tire. I'm sure it'll be fine. A tire? Yeah, it's called rubber. You never heard of it? No. You should check I'll it out. To, it's terrible. I'll have to look this up. It it sounds like it would be terrible. It's pretty but terrible. is it fun terrible? No, it's just bad. It's just bad. Okay. Just bad terrible. Yeah. And where did this gun come from? Where did Steve get this gun? He doesn't look like a gun guy. So that felt a little He doesn't out of place. look like a gun guy. I think um he got it out of the bedroom, I think, because I'm pretty sure. Mm. I don't know if it shows him going, going in there to get it, but he does come out with a gun. Mm-hmm. He basically goes and chases them through the woods, and mm-hmm. they again. Molly actually, because I think he's getting ready to shoot Noah, and Molly runs out and starts tackling him or attacking him, and then they all three yeah. again get him. And uh, Noah gets the last good headshot she she at least did it right at the end there she got him with a headshot and you think this is the end but the wife not only does the wife show up because she's been calling him and he doesn't answer she shows up with an assistant which i also found very interesting Uh uh-huh i don't know why this is where i mean that i feel like it changed with the wife i almost feel like she's the head of this I agree. I think she is in charge and that guy mm-hmm. is like her bodyguard or mm-hmm. somebody that's helping with it. Cause I, I agree with you. Yeah. Because the, she walks out there and she mm-hmm. finds Noah's body and she tells the guy to get rid of it or go put him in the freezer is what she well, says. Get him on ice. Get him right? on ice. Right. And then she tries to kill Noah. Cause what happens is the girls go mm-hmm. back to the barn. None of the keys work to get in the barn. I'm assuming they're trying to get to a car. Mm-hmm. But she goes back to get her own phone and she runs into the wife and then they kind of duke it out. Right. And then it's Molly who ends up to come. She comes with like a shovel and just like, yes. bam. And I mean, she like fucking annihilates this lady, whatever the wife's name is, Anna. And I don't I, who cares. She's irrelevant. like irrelevant. irrelevant. And I love when, when Molly is killing her. She's like. Bitches like you are the fucking problem. (laughs) I died because I didn't catch that the first time. Uh And I'm like, because that's what I thought when she showed up. I'm like, you're you're okay with this. Mm -hmm. You're okay with kidnapping women. You you are a woman. And I mean, not that. What? What? So I love that. I thought that was like a good way to end the movie in a. This this has been a fun ride, but it's real and it's fresh, fresh. Um, and 
they, you know, it's the, the movie ends with Molly and Noah just saying they love each other. And at the end, it's like it's a friendship movie. Almost. You think it's a love story and but it's actually almost about their friendship that it with withstood all of this and their powerful friendship actually saved each other. Agreed. I think that it comes around full circle at the end because I think yeah. I think there's a, a few messages in this movie, believe it or not, as, as crazy as the movie is. But I think the one is, is again, friendship. Because I think that's something that mm-hmm. a lot of us have kind of lost. And yeah. with this whole... And I don't... I'm, there's nothing against working from home. I, I think a lot of people are productive working from home. But like this whole working from home and not going mm-hmm. out, totally distance ourselves as a society. Yeah. And I don't think that's good for us. And the other thing at the same time, though, is is that... We have all of these predetermined or preconceived notions of, okay, I am X years old. I have to have a college mm-hmm. degree. I'm now X years old. I have to have this much income from my job or I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Now I'm X years old. I have to be married. I have yep. X years old. I have to have a house. Now I have to have kids. And it's just like we have all of these predetermined you know situations that we are supposed to be in. And if we force ourselves into those situations, then... That's when you again, like kind of like what she was doing. She was going on all these pointless dates that yeah. were never going to work. Oh, you never meet somebody in real life. Oh, you did meet this guy in real life. Mm-hmm. Completely overlooked the fact that he is a freaking psycho. Yep. The signs were there. We talked about him earlier in the episode. There were a lot of red flags. There sure were. Right. So it's like there's a I, and a, and again I don't know why why Erica from um homies of horror and i had this conversation mm-hmm. when we did our cocktails episode and i think it's i don't i don't know if you like him or not you don't have to like him it's fine I'm, i wouldn't it doesn't matter bill burr he's a comedian i don't know if you listen oh yeah 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 he made it he on his last stand-up he made a comment about basically how awful women are to each other oh yeah and i mean yeah. i had this conversation and it's mm-hmm. like like i feel i have two little girls i feel terrible for them because it's like i have mm-hmm. friends from high school, four, three of them plus Seth mm-hmm. and I have been friends forever. Uh, Jess and I are also really great friends. But like, I we have these guys nights and we all get together with the kids. The mm-hmm. wife do their own things and we just hang out. And it's like the people I am in that are in my circle, right? Like the, the their girl, the women in the circle, they don't like have friends. It's like it's mm-hmm. like my my uh, friends' wives don't have friends. Like Abby doesn't have a lot of friends. It's like. But girls are they're just awful to each other. Oh yeah. Um, I, I know I've said it in the chat, like I love mean girls. So this is me. I always love including mean girls in anything. Cause it's very dramatic. D- have you seen it? I have seen it, yes. Okay. So it's it's very dramatic, but unfortunately, like high school life for me was kind of like that. Like it's a lot of disrespect to each other. It's a lot of Instead of talking out why you're mad at each other, let's just go tell someone else and spread it yeah. kind of thing. And it it's funny how females are very bad to each other. And it's nice to see in this movie that they're not bad to each other. They're actually very honest. Um, Like when they're at the gym, they're like talking about dating and Molly's being realistic with her. And it's just like, that's what it should be instead of all this you know, bitch talking to each other and what it is. And I, with my own experience, like I've always had more male friends than female for 
XYZ reasons of bad experiences in the past. It's gotten better now, older, but it's the same thing. I grew up more with me- with male friends or very little to no girlfriends. Yeah. They, it, it's rough, but you guys are great. <laughs> It's true. It's like less drama. I don't I don't know what it is. It's just it's interesting. I've always found uh, friendship dynamics within the same gender or the other other gender. Yeah. Very fascinating. It's I I agree. I find it very fascinating. And she, Abby kind of laughs at us because she's like, you guys talk to each other in a way that girls just would never. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't you probably know this, but I got really fat. I was like really big like pushed like 220 plus pounds and one of my friends came over mm-hmm. i hadn't seen him for a while and he, he was like dude you are fat and i was like what and he's like you are huge he's like what oh, happened wow. and i'm like i don't know so <laughs> that happened and mm-hmm. i like started working out i started eating better i still work out religiously like i i've got down to 160 so i lost whatever that is 60 some pounds yeah and I felt great. Like didn't realize how bad I felt until I lost all that weight and started eating better and 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 etc. But had he not done that, mm-hmm. I would have. Who knows what I would look like or how I would feel now? Or it, it didn't really hit me until I went to the store and I picked up a fifty pound bag of dog food. And mm. I was like, I used to carry this this much more weight around with me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And, I mean, long story short, like girls don't aren't gonna do that to each other. They're not gonna be like, "Hey, you, what the fuck is going on?" Like you are, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's just right. like, but like my me and my friends still do that, like with each other. Like we'll mm-hmm. like we're just honest, and we don't get offended or hurt. It doesn't hurt our feelings, right? It's just I don't, right. I don't know. I just, versus I feel like sometimes it's with the other situation we were talking about. It's just like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, right? And it. If a girl, if I went and told that to a girl or the opposite, I mean, you wouldn't talk to each other. It'd be like, I can't believe you're telling me that. It's like, why? It's Molly. She said we grew up with Disney movies and princesses in our mind. And it's kind of that same way in friendship. Instead of saying the truth, you don't have to be like mean. You can just be like, hey, you know, you put on some weight. What's going on? Don't oh, bitch, you're fat. Like, I mean, you know, there's ways to say stuff, <laughs> you know, that's how we but, talk to each other. But yeah, no, I right. Get- but, you know, and it's just like, why do you have to sugarcoat things? And it's funny because I have two very good friends and, and they're male and we have a group chat as well. And I've known them since high, since high school. And with them, they we are all blunt to each other. And that includes me being to them and they to me. And and it's fine. And it's just interesting how, why can I do it with them? But when it comes to a female, it's like, oh, we don't do that, mm-hmm. you know? And I even find myself in like newer friendships and I still find myself like, oh, I'm going to change and try to change the mold by being more honest or less sugarcoating, but I still fall back into, oh, it's fine. Uh-huh. No, it's fine. You look great. But then when that person leaves, like everybody's like, oh my God, did you see Molly? Right. Like, look at her butt. <laughs> yeah, like I would not. rather, and maybe it's just the circle of friends I have. I could see uh, other guys maybe listening to this and be like, hey, he's crazy. Like nobody does that in our in my friend's circle. But like mm-hmm. we just like we're I, I don't know. That's just how we are. But I, I think this yeah. this movie is trying to, in my opinion, 
give that message. Yeah. Like, it's it's okay to not be perfect, but be honest with mm-hmm. yourself that you're not perfect, right? Like if that's mm-hmm. like how she dressed, if that's how you want to dress, right? That's fine. That's who you are as a person. But then don't get upset mm-hmm. if you're not achieving things you want to achieve based on what you've decided to be, right? On your choices, right? Which I think Good Molly is telling her at the gym, right? She's like, because you can tell yeah, Noah isn't doesn't really want to be there, in my opinion. She doesn't. She's like punching that bag, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's there because she probably A wants to hang out with Molly or B because she feels like she has to to check some box, right? Right. Yeah. Always it's all about checking boxes, unfortunately. Yeah. And it goes back to what you were saying. I'm this age, I should be married, kid, house, this much money. It's exactly that. And sometimes it's not, and it's okay, you know? That's the thing. At the end of the day, it's gonna be okay. It is. But how funny, how funny was it that they're hugging and they're having this like heartfelt moment and the camera pans out and you see Noah's phone and Chad is texting her and it says, you up? You up? (laughs) That's why I think this movie is so great. Like you end with what you started. Uh huh. So (laughs) is she going to go back out with this guy? Because she realized, hmm. Maybe he's not wrong. <laughs> Maybe the scarf guy wasn't so bad. <laughs> Maybe his scarf in the Chinese food is washed out and better now. <laughs> oh, that guy was such a loser. He was. I hope she doesn't date him. Like, please don't go back to that guy. Honest or not, like he was just a dick anyway. <laughs> I don't know that he was honest. I think. I think, like I said, I hate to even agree with him on his one point about the dressing. I don't even really fully agree with him because he made it a comment just about women. I think it's again yeah. a societal thing, but it's a soci- right, yeah, yeah. I agree. This movie's great. So this was definitely a fun movie. What did you rate it? So we talked earlier on Letterbox. I rated it a four. Mm-hmm. But after having this pretty in-depth conversation <laughs> with you, I think I liked it more than I think I did. And every time I like it, I like it a little more. Yeah. The the thing I really like about it is that you pick up stuff with every watch, but you can also throw this movie on. Mm-hmm. And like if you were doing something around the house, you could throw the movie on and you don't have to sit down and watch every single scene and every single line of it. Like you can like you could be walking through the house and look over and oh, he's dancing, being goofy, yep. while cutting somebody's ass cheeks off, which I like. I also really enjoy comedy in my horror. I know some people don't. They just want dreary, depressing yep. shit. That's not what I am attracted to. Like some of my favorite movies are ready or not. That's it's got a lot of comedy in it. Scream has a lot of comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Even Rob Zombie's movies have a ton of comedy in them. If you catch it, some people think it's, it's gross, but I have a weird sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> this movie also brings a lot of comedy to the table. Right. So um, I think I might bump it up to a 4.3. That's about an 86%. I think that's where it should be. And I'm there with you. Cause I gave it a four also. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it 82. So I think we're on, we're right on par. I mean, it's obviously our own opinion, but um, I actually want to boost it to a four and a half after talking about this because I put it on last night as well. And I was paying attention, but same thing. I was also doing things around the house. So it was just to catch little extra that I didn't catch on the first watch. 
And I do think this has a lot of rewatchability because of what you can pick up every time you watch it. So it's fun. It is scary because of what's going on. I mean, it's not in your face like boo or jump scares, but it's scary about what's going on. I think it has good commentary on everything else, friendship, the not perfect, and it's fresh. (laughs) Just got to keep adding that in there. (laughs) It's refreshing. It it is. It actually, it was a refreshing movie. to watch and I'm actually one of those that was very against comedy horror. So I was talking to Mark about this the other day. I asked him what like his least favorite genre in all movies and I told him mine is actually comedy. (laughs) I know, I know. And it's not that because and everybody always asks me the same thing. Is it because you don't like to laugh? I'm like, yes, I do. It just depends (laughs) on the comedy that it is. Doesn't mean I don't like to laugh. Well, fortunate for you, they don't make comedies anymore, so you're okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't even seek them out until I get told, like, "Oh, this is really funny." I'm like, "All right, I'll I'll check it out." But to combine comedy and horror always seemed horrible to me until I watched a few comedy. One of them was Ready or Not, and I loved it. It's just like, oh, I can see where it's a good balance. And it makes it actually a fun movie like this one mm-hmm. or ready or not. And I could see, yeah, the screen movies have funny because mo- it's a satire on itself. So you're laughing. And so now I'm much more open to horror comedy. So I'm proud. See, I grew. That's I grew. that's all you can ask for is to grow a little yeah. bit each day. Absolutely. Opening your mind to different horror movies. That's right. Yeah, I am <laughs> definitely attracted to um, comedy and horror, but not like scary movie. Not that type of right. Stuff, like but... that's the stuff I don't like. like right. That. Yeah. yeah. That's not I'm not into that either. It's got to be really usually it's like with the writing or it's how a certain line is delivered. Like I said, I think Rob Zombie is a his, the, his writing is hilarious. Like the stuff he writes for these three. If you can see it, it's I can see, yeah. Otis Spalding and Baby. Like I think this is hilarious. Like and some people like he's just so gross. It's like, yeah, he is gross, but it's funny. (laughs) He's a vegan. I always find that so amazing. It is. Him and Sherry. Mm Mm-hmm. Him and Sherry. Sherry Moon. I I do love their relationship. Is I think you shared it in one of the in the chat too, like them dancing together on stage or something. Like that's that's so nice, you it's, know. I, I forget what I think I said. I hope I find somebody that looks at me, or I said I, I think I hope yeah. looks at me one day the way that Sherry looks at Rob. <laughs> she did look at him like, "Wow, this is you're it, man. You're yeah, it." Well, I think he was singing with one of his idols. I think she was like happy for so. him, which is always fun whenever you see somebody who's genuinely yeah. happy for because she probably, I, I, I'm sure she was happy to be there, but like she wasn't. In the spotlight, she. What I really liked mm-hmm. about that clip here, we're going to do a deep dive now. Uh, <laughs> she was like off Fine. to the side, and you just see her watching him and how happy she is that he has achieved something or that he is getting to do something that is really yeah. important to him. And then mm-hmm. you look at him and how happy he is and the fact that he's getting to do this, but really your focus is on her, and the moment really isn't even hers. Right, that makes sense. It does make sense, but it's. That's when it's love, right? For for whether it's friendship or a relationship, 
or a family member, like when you can really look at somebody like that because you're so proud. Exactly. That, it is really nice. That was a really nice look. I was like, wow, that is touching. It's so yeah. nice. Yeah. See, I'm <laughs> glad you got it. Everybody else just made fun of me, of course. I got you. These people. You. <laughs> Any final thoughts on this fantastic movie? I don't. I wish I could come up with a cool tagline like "Nope is dope," but I I don't have anything for fresh. But no, this is a great. If you have not seen it, I definitely suggest mm-hmm. watching it. We probably just ruined it for you, but um, I would definitely suggest watching it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, follow us on Letterbox because then we'll be able to see what you rated it. And even if we did ruin it, watch it anyway because it's worth really watching all the little details. So and. We did this without an outline. How about that? How did it feel? It felt fine for me. I can do this all day. I could talk about yeah. anything. That was the first time I did that. <laughs> well, how was it? It was great. This is it's liberating. <laughs> I think it's better. These are my favorite kind of episodes. I, I'm I'm trying to get the HMC podcast to to loosen it up. They we like structure. They like structure. So we're yeah. trying. To, I'm every every little episode. I'm trying to peel back a little bit of stuff there yeah I, can I thrive see that. i thrive in chaos that's why i'm like let me just change this up for you at the last minute let's just do this like a fresh cocktail but not and it worked out absolutely well we did it for house of the dragon anyway which that's if true. you haven't heard it please go do go check out our house of the dragon episode you can watch us on youtube hmc studios youtube page go check it out And go check out their podcast on every major podcast platform. We're out there. We are out there. Well, Josh, this was everything I was hoping for and more. (laughs) Me too. I had a blast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. See you next time.